Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. Well, I wanted to start this show talking about the playoffs because obviously there's been a lot of moving parts. Um, but Sean, just before I started recording tonight, I got a text message from our good friend, Ben Brown. Did you know that in November of this year upcoming, Scotty Pippen is releasing a tell all book about his life with the bulls and Michael Jordan. I know. I saw that. I saw that he, I heard he was a little bit salty about the last dance as he, he should was, be, as he should be. Yeah. It did not paint Scotty in a, in a flattering picture. It kind of painted him as a whiner, but it's like at the same time, it was at one point, you know, he was what a top five, top six player in the NBA at that time. And was and, paid like in the bottom tier. Yeah. And the bottom, t- bottom tier. I like, I get Scotty Pippen being salty. Like I, 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 I 100% understand it. Yes. Same. So I am pretty excited about this. <laughs> yeah. I, I cannot wait to read it. Um, I'm going to read what Ben, the thing Ben sent me, because it was like the like synopsis, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, not that I'm one for drama by any means, but of course this is, so simply put, without Pippen, there are no championships, let alone six. There's no The Last Dance, no Michael Jordan as we know him, no 1990s Bulls scenes as we know them. Pippen details how he cringed at being labeled Jordan's sidekick, dealing with MJ on a day-to-day basis, gaining more respect and serving as the real leader of the Bulls locker room. The official now, description is Scottie Pippen's new book, Unguarded, which will be released in November of 2021. Now, I will say, um, as a you know, a big fan of the 90s Bulls, I've read a lot of Bulls literature over the years. And I, did, I do have a copy of Bill Winnington's tell-all book, which is pretty tame. Um, but he did say, uh, one thing I was always very surprised that he put, he said that Scottie Pippen was the greatest teammate that he ever had. Uh, and I believe Kukoc, even though, you know, uh, Pippen was pretty cold to him in the beginning, also considered him to be one of his, his favorite teammates. So, um, you know, that's, that says a lot. It does. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm sure I'll read it. Um, I love NBA books, as we know. So maybe we'll get Scotty on the show to talk about it. I don't know. We seem to have a thing where we do that with people who write books. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, oh, he's, 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 al- he's always welcome to be on our show. Yes. Open invitation. Dip. <laughs> anytime. 33. Anytime. All right. So I guess we can move on to um, let's talk about on the court stuff. Um, do we want to talk awards first? Or you want to talk about the playoff games themselves? Let's go awards. Okay. So, so far we know that Nikola Jokic is one MVP, which we all expected rightfully. So yeah. um, I wish Steph Curry's team was a little better and he was in the playoffs. Cause I think he would have wanted if they were. Um, but I think Jokic is fully deserving. You know, they were a top four seed in the West. They were terrific all year. He lost Jamal Murray and still put up excellent numbers. So kudos, man. Congratulations. I think this is definitely well-deserved and awesome for being the lowest pick ever to win the MVP. Like that's great. And then there's Rudy Gobert and God, did Ben Simmons not show up on anyone did like are we really doing this still like we're gonna give him rudy gobert the defense player of the year award when he doesn't guard the perimeter okay okay yeah there's there's two different train trains of thought here um number one rudy gobert was on the best regular season team of the year okay um their whole defense is completely anchored by him where is it i don't really you know i'm I'm the biggest, you know, I'm a huge Ben Simmons fan. I love Ben Simmons, you know, um, but um, he's not the entire defensive identity of the Philadelphia 76ers in my mind. And no, I don't think, I don't think he's the entire defensive identity. I feel like, nope, nope. Don't give me that look. Do not give me that look. Um, Rudy Gobert is the guy. Um, with, in, in terms of that, like he, they have, I feel like they have no defense if they don't have Rudy Gobert. Now 
Do I feel that Philadelphia does not have defense if they don't have Ben Simmons? Absolutely. Do I think he's, and, and as you said, Ben Simmons, perimeter defender, can guard the middle. He's versatile. He can do anything. He's the That's best what, defender in basketball. He is. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But Utah just had an outstanding year. And for some reason, we couldn't give Donovan Mitchell anything. So we had to give Rudy Gobert something. And I feel like that was the league's thing. And it's like, well, Rudy Gobert is going to go down. So this is his third defensive player of the year award. Whatever. I mean, does that, does that guarantee you into the NBA hall of fame at that point? I mean, probably, but I think so. How long did it take Ben Wallace get inducted? Like, God, he was third time defensive player of the year. And like, it's like him like four or five ballots. Yeah, it did. It did. But we all knew Ben was eventually going to get in. We all knew he was eventually going to get in because, uh, you know, you know, the title, he'd been an all-star. He had, you know, same kind of situation. So he was the, he was the modern day Rodman. He committed robbery from some franchises with some of the money he made. Yes. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not as burned as some people on it, but I think, I think Ben Simmons did not get enough credit at all. I agree with you completely. Like, you know, if Ben Simmons would have won, I wouldn't have said anything about it. I would have been like, yeah, I have no, you know, so, but the fact that he's not being talked about enough this year is, it, it is a little insulting to him. So I, I'm at a point where I would almost like to see Ben Simmons someplace else and see what else he could do and what kind of player he could be um, without the shadow of Joel Embiid. Um, I mean, I don't really want that to happen, but at the same time, I'd like to see it. And eventually I think we will. I think you're right. Um, I think part of that's just the way the NBA works. Um, like I've been talking about the past couple of days, like there's no way that I just have, I have a hard time believing Jason Tatum finishes the decade with the Boston Celtics, just the way the NBA works. The fact that they don't look like they're going upward right now. Um, I know a lot of people can kind of talk about the whole Brad Stevens thing and stuff like that, but Sorry, I'm trying to get my iPad on so I can have the playoffs on while we talk. Yeah, I feel like Jason Tatum, um, Jason Tatum is is one of those perfectly draft, like he was one of those guys that Danny Ainge, he knew he was going to be great. And yeah, he is. Um, I mean, he just nailed that draft pick, just nailed it. Um, and like you said, I don't really think that, you know, no one is staying anywhere anymore. Um, players like to get out and roam. There's no loyalty. I feel like the only player that's super loyal Steph. that I, Steph, and I would say maybe Dame. I, that's it. Okay, so we should talk about that because it seems like the more this conversation is coming, and I agree with you to an extent that I still think like, I still think there's very much a part of Dame Lillard that wants to stay in Portland, but I also feel like that's getting harder and harder for him. I, I believe so too. I believe yeah. so too. I'd love to see him go at, I love to see him in Chicago, baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I feel like that would be just a great fit for him. Just if, if they were able to get him outright somehow and, and add him to the, to the current team, I think he would, he would take them up quite a few notches. Um, but, I, you know. I still stand by my belief that I think the Bulls are going to offer Lonzo Ball too much money for New Orleans to match. I do think that that is going to happen. Absolutely. cool with it because it, it it gives me something to talk about later yeah exactly <laughs> so real quick um while we're kind of going through everything right now i want to kind of talk about um gosh all my stuff is like not working for me at the worst time there we go okay so kimba walker has been coming up obviously the boston celtics are going through a transition like we talked about our last episode and one of the big things with him now is that I guess it's now a mutual agreement that the Celtics and Kemba Walker are going to be parting ways uh, this offseason. And the writing one's definitely on the wall for this one. Oh, my God. Milwaukee's up 17 in the second quarter. And oh, man, maybe maybe Brooklyn is mortal. God, I hate them. Um, <laughs> I love how like we try to be so unbiased and you're just like, God, I hate that team. They're the worst. They are the worst them if you put if you if you put them and Trey Young in a 
in a a scenario of who I hate more. I just, I don't know if I'd be able to answer that question. I'm Tim Daniel. (laughs) I mean, all the Brooklyn guys actually have decent hair. (laughs) It's an odd thing to say, but yeah, sure. (laughs) Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, But the the Kemba thing, this kind of looked like it was happening because this year was just so weird for him and just wasn't meshing. Wasn't a good fit for him. No, it wasn't. And look, I don't blame him whatsoever for wanting to be the point guard of the Boston Celtics. Like, that's it pretty seemed, cool. It, it seemed like it was it was a perfect fit. Like, it it, it really did. You're adding a, an established veteran um, from a team, and everybody always said he was a, you know, good stats, bad team guy. But he was actually – he I always thought Kemba was a really good player. He was great yeah. in college as well. Comes as an established uh, veteran presence, all-star to the Boston Celtics where they've got this up and coming team with Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum. And it's just, I've never seen a team with such high expectations drop off the way that that team has like, just like flat off. And I, I don't even know really where to begin with them. Yeah. It's weird. Um, I think the first thing is that, you know, he was definitely, I mean, he was obviously injured all year. So I know that had to play a part in everything that was going on with them and his game, you know, is what looked like his sometimes lack of ability on the court. But I think too, it's kind of difficult. And the conversation that you and I've been having a lot is teams needing a point guard. It's not like it used to be, you know what I mean? Like everybody has a point guard now, just about. Um, So like, I'm thinking of teams that could really use Kimball Walker. Everyone can use a scoring ability. Sure. But like, the Knicks, like the Knicks need a point guard. Kemba's from New York. Like, okay, that might, that's a possibility. Um, yeah. The Bulls, you know, if this Lonzo Ball thing doesn't happen, can the Bulls make a deal for Kemba Walker? But also, are they going to be spending that much money? I don't think so. So, like, does that rule them out? Um, you know, the Heat with their point guard situation, I don't really necessarily know what's going on on there. They haven't really been very open about what they plan to do with Victor Oladipo. So, um, well, so money-wise, I don't know what that's going to look like. You could look at another another kind of bottom feeder contender, not a contender, but just a bottom feeder team. Um, someone, you know, and I know this is a little bit out of left field, but someone maybe like the Minnesota Timberwolves, um, where you know the fit with D'Angelo Russell and Cat hasn't exactly been the best. Anthony Edwards has shown a lot of promise. I think he is their shooting guard of the future, um, but. Um, that might be something you could think about. I feel like um, D'Angelo Russell um, in kind of on, on a better team um, may change him. I just, I, I hate seeing him over in Minnesota. I feel like ever since his year in Brooklyn, it's been, uh, it's been kind of a catastrophe. That weird stint with the Warriors was, so I could see something like that. Um, what about Orlando? Yeah, I mean they're gonna have a lot of stuff, so have a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, perhaps someplace like Miami. Yeah, I mean um, like a Gordon Drogic kind of kind of deal uh, centered around that, like an older veteran. Um, you know, it'd be terrific if they could make it happen. Is Dallas? No, I like that. You know, like have I, another, I like that a lot. Have another ball handler for Luca. Um, you can just run more actions, and we obviously know that they are hoping to God someone will take Porzingis off their hands because he was really bad, really, really bad in the playoffs. I don't know. I think you have to package someone with Kemba if you're going to get Porzingis. But at the same time, you shouldn't need to. I feel like Porzingis is still like a sexy name in theory, but not a sexy player, which is – and I don't know how he fits alongside Jason Tatum, honestly. He doesn't. He doesn't, but – it might be one of those moves just to make a move eventually. You never know. So um, I could see that um, out West. If you're going out that way, I, you know, nothing really comes to mind. No, if you think about like all those West teams, they all have good point guards. Yeah. So, and I like think the Lakers are going to bring Schroeder back. I think that's going to happen. Really? I do. Even after magic Johnson said he wasn't a Laker. <laughs> Thanks, Magic. <laughs> what was that tweet you said the other day? I was like, 
after getting eliminated in the first round, the Lakers and Rob Palink are really going to have a lot of decisions to make. <laughs> Everyone was like subtweeting him saying, you literally quit. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't so what I think it was, um, it was my guy, Jed Demusi. Yeah. From local 12 here in Cincinnati. He said, he quote tweeted him and said, yeah, he should just quit and have someone else do it. <laughs> I mean, Rob Palenka did win a title last year. So yeah, after magic stepped down. So, you know, pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Good. You know, um, that's interesting. Schroeder back to the, to, back to the Lakers. Huh? Okay. I just think it's going to make sense. Um, the money wise situation. The only way I don't see it happening is if like the Lakers do get Kyle Lowry, which apparently almost happened at the trade deadline. The more we're reading yeah. into it. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, I like that fit, but it's, you know, how much money are you going to pay guys? 36. Chris Paul's going to opt yep. out, but I believe Chris Paul is going to stay in Phoenix. That's the, that's his, his, I, this is his best team, man. Like it is, it is, but I, I don't know, man. I think it totally depends to see like how the playoffs turn out and everything. Um, if, if, if you're Chris Paul and you can hit your wagon to LeBron and AD, even though AD, I feel like is a walking wheelchair sometimes. Is that, is that the metaphor? No, I was just, that was terrible. I shouldn't even said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was really bad, but he's, yeah, I, I don't trust AD's health anymore at all. Um, that's beside, no, that's another thing, but um, I would do it, especially, you know, I, Chris Paul's never gotten an opportunity to play, you know, with LeBron. So he might this, I mean, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I think he, I, I think he, this, Ooh, I think the Suns team can win the West. I'm not going to lie to you. 100% agree with you. Yeah, I think they're pretty yeah. awesome. They're they're very fun, too. They're very they're fun. They're so fun. And um, Aiton, uh, he does not get enough credit for this no. team. He is so good. He is so good. And I feel like I feel like he's the most slept-on person in terms of, like, potential superstar status. He is totally slept-on for what he does on the team. And he, he goes after boards. Um, he bullies people down low. He's just, I, I really like Aiden. I do too. I think he's really good. And I mean, I liked him a lot when he came out of Arizona. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there are teams in that draft that you cannot justify not taking Luca. And I still don't think the Suns are one of them. Um, I get they had the first pick. And I understand like Luca is a generational talent and probably going to be the best player in the world in a few years but sure i have you know i don't blame them whatsoever for taking deandre Eaton. like if you watch his game footage at arizona he yeah. was i mean he he tremendous. was the best he was the best prospect that year it was it you know i agree luca luca was a little bit more you know the euro guys are always a little bit more of a question mark how's this guy going to transition i think we're getting further away from that when we're able to uh you know analyze a guy a, a euro player um I think it's getting to be more if, you know, if, if he's hyped up and, and, you know, people are saying he can come into the NBA and do it. It's more likely now than it was say 10 years ago um, when you had someone like Jan Vesely, you know, <laughs> Vesely. here's Jan Vesely. Here's Jan Vesely making out with his really hot girlfriend. And here's Jan Vesely shooting against some, you know, chairs, you know, God, look at him shooting some shooting against chairs, you know? So shooting against chairs yeah all right so i'm gonna throw this one at you go for it you tell me how fast you hang up the phone if you are the cavaliers go ahead kemba walker for kevin love i i don't hang up <laughs> you don't because you only have Kevin Love for three more years. You have Kemba for four more on that contract. Uh, okay. you, you, you gain $3 million on the books. The only thing is if you can move Tristan Thompson, because that's a lot of big men. So here's my thoughts on that. Um, after this year, I think it's been fairly evident that Kevin Love uh, gives zero fucks about anything. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Um, he was brought on a team 
to compete with a championship. He was, I don't know. I don't know what I'm more mad about with Kevin Love because Kevin Love um, 10 years ago was one of my favorite players Same. in the league. Um, I really wanted to see him in Chicago with Derek Rose. I thought he would just have been a great running mate with him um, and with when, Noah. Yeah. When Luol was like, and they were like, Luol's going to opt out. I was like, Kevin Love. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Kevin Love. I feel he was, he was brought onto that team for three seasons to help win a title. Uh, it was a short window title. I think everybody knew it was a short window title. Uh, Cause there was always rumors floating that there was going to be another stage for LeBron to move to after he had gotten the deed done in, in Cleveland. And he did. Um, and everybody packed up and left town. It was like the circus left and Kevin Love was just left there, <laughs> just left there. And he signed a huge deal. It was one of those, thank you. You will be our superstar. Now you'll be our main show, but guess what? He's old. He doesn't, I don't think he wants to be that guy. I think he would like to be in kind of a Blake Griffin kind of role on a contender at this point. Um, but three more years. Yeah. So here's the trade I drew up. Go ahead. Throw it at me. Now, mind you, I haven't added draft picks and the salary does line up on this alone. This is very asinine. It's more than likely not going to happen. Don't worry. I'm not that dumb, but I kind of like the trade. So Cleveland and Boston make a deal. Cleveland gets Kemba Walker and Marcus Smart because the, the Celtics are 100% moving off from Marcus Smart. He will okay. not play for them next year. There's just I, there's okay. no circumstance where I think he plays for them. Okay, go ahead. In return, Boston gets Kevin Love, Colin Sexton before the end of his, so they have him for his uh, restrictive free agent year, and Jetty Osman. Um. I think Cleveland hangs up on that. I don't think they do. You don't think so? No, because they, for the love of God, they need defenders. <laughs> they need defenders oh, bad. boy, do they. Yes. <laughs> yes. And Marcus Smart, as their perimeter defender, is better than anything they have. I think I Kemba I think Kemba and Darius Garland can be a really good backward combo in the central um, because there's one good team there they have to worry about beating. Um, and on the other end of that, no one likes Colin Sexton. I don't think you, have you read these articles where like other teams are making fun of the Cavs, like on the court. And when they're like, what are you doing? He's not going to pass you the ball. Well, and it may be, I don't hate Colin Sexton. I don't hate, I don't Colin either. Sexton. I'm not saying me personally. I yeah. like him. I, 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 don't I like Garland more, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's an intriguing idea to get a, a point guard off of a team. Could be a situation kind of like a JR or a, a Von Schumpert where, you know, gets away from just a really bad team and then excels someplace else. Um, but he, the, here's the difference. He's young. That's the difference. Yeah. Um, you can still invest, but that would, that would, that would be kind of a, a decent commitment from, from the Celtics to, to go with that. I feel like, um, cause he is a little bit of a question mark. But uh, to throw Kevin Love on there, uh, Kevin Love with now another guy. <laughs> I, this is it's not even this. This is this goes without saying. I I, I question his health every. I question his health every second he's on the floor, mm-hmm. and I don't. I just, that's a lot of money to commit to someone like him at this point in his career. I agree. Um, I just, for their sake, for both of them, as far as for Kevin Love's career and for the Cavaliers, it's, they have to break up like this. They cannot keep doing this. Like, no, the Cavaliers, the Cavaliers are trash. Yeah. They're God awful. There is, there are a few teams that are just absolutely just horrendous right now. And and they are one of them. They are a complete and utter train wreck right now. Um, Yeah, because right now they're projected and they're projected to have a top five pick in the lottery. Yeah. So like, what if, and I know you're going to disagree with me. I totally know this. Okay, go for it. What if the Cavs won the lottery and get Kate Cunningham? 
There's no way they don't draft Kate Cunningham. There's just no way. Oh, like he is he is absolutely. above and beyond everyone. Oh, he's the number one pick. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, what, what are we... <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you can at that point, at that point, Sexton's gone regardless yeah. of circumstance. So yeah. we, they'll they'll ship him. We'll be like on Garfield with normal man. It'll ship him off to Abu Dhabi. <laughs> <laughs> Come for the basketball, stay for the pop culture references. There you go. But I guess I'm done doing crazy trades for the moment i'm sure we'll come up with something later in the show that i want to i like that with. i i i those were some those were not like sam smith crazy trades i i i liked all of those tips very good job donnie menke who listens to our show regularly he's been he's a friend of ours he's been on the show a couple of times probably wants to kill me that I, I suggested all those for the celtics because he is a big celtics fan yeah so uh we'll we'll see poor but, guy yeah <laughs> You just hate to see it coming from Bulls fans. You just hate to see it. Um, talking about NBA coaching positions, a lot are available right now. And something really interesting popped up today, Sean, in the words of Woj, where Michigan head coach Juwan Howard has said he is, does not have interest in coaching in the NBA. Wants to stay at Michigan, keep building what he's building. They were awesome last year. They were so freaking good. Don't don't blame him at all. Don't blame not he's, one he's, bit. He's, He's been an assistant in the NBA for years. So, you know, he, he's, you know, I think this is a, I think that position for him is exactly where he needs to be. I, if I was him, I wouldn't think about it either. Cause there's not, there's not really a lot of sexy options to be an NBA coach right now. Just like downright. Oh yeah. I would love to coach that team. You know what I mean? Yeah. He just got two top 20 players to go to Michigan. They're going to yeah, be, yeah, yeah. They're gonna be awesome. It. Enjoy it. Jawan Howard. Enjoy it. But, but another name has popped up that teams are getting Intel on. We know him very much as my favorite NBA player of all time. Sure. Um, Memphis head coach, Penny Hardaway. And I'll tell you what, here's my honest opinion about it. I think Penny Hardaway would be a far better NBA coach than a college coach. I think that the what he wants to do in college, it just kind of at times seems a little too comprehensive. Um, defensively, they're tremendous every year. The three years he's been at Memphis, they have been one of the elite defensive teams in the country. Um, yeah. They just haven't had bucket getters, you know, like they had James Wiseman. We saw obviously that he was there for three games um, Two, he wasn't supposed to play. Yeah. Maybe cost him a little more than it should have. And then I think he's recruited great. I mean, he's oh, he, really has. Job. He, yeah. he has, he has, and they just and, won the NIT. Yeah. And here's the thing about Penny Hardaway. Penny Hardaway has always had a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I feel like, mm-hmm. um, and I just like, you just feel like he would be a better option than Jason Kidd in any way, right? Mm-hmm. Are we being biased Penny fans there? We'd be in biased Penny fans. I think people forget how bad Jason Kidd was because the Bucks paid the playoffs one year. He was their coach. Yeah. Like, yeah. like yeah, John I, Calipari I know, made I, the playoffs with the Nets. They were I don't still know really what bad. This, I don't know what this fascination, and I feel like Jason Kidd's people are the ones that are putting this out in the media all the time because yeah. – <laughs> Like, it just doesn't make any sense. I mean, he was not a good NBA coach. They meet, like, um, Woj and Shams in the back alley and slip them, like, a Benjamin yeah, Franklin. Yeah, like, it's just weird. It's Jason just weird. Kidd e- wants the Pacers job. Every every year, it just gets weirder when his name gets thrown around. Because we we initially thought that when he was going to L.A., and now this, and this still could be very, very true this year, Lakers underperformed. Last year, we, we, we all kind of – I think there was kind of, like, an unsaid thing if – the Lakers season starts going to trash and Vogel gets canned. That's why Jason Kidd's there. He's there to take over the reins of the LA Lakers, which is a very sexy job. Um, and that could still happen. I don't necessarily think that is the right move. No, it's not. Not one <laughs> at bit. all. No, at all. Not whatsoever. Don't do it. Please, for the love of God, don't do it. I, Rob. I think, I think Vogel's a great coach. Um, I think he's a proven coach. Um, I think Jason Kidd is one of the greatest point guards of all time, you know, but you know, I don't necessarily think that, that that's translated. Um, I would love to see Penny in the NBA coaching, um, again, and I, I don't want to see him. I know this sounds terrible, but I don't want to see him down in Orlando. I was just about to say it. I was like, Penny is going to be keep doing his homecoming tour. He's back in Memphis. No, I, so. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to see it, man. I just don't, I, I don't like that team down there that they have. Um, 
I'd love to see him go anywhere but there, honestly. If they had a few other names, um, I would say go for it. But, you know. I don't think there'd be a better coach for Cade Cunningham than Penny Hardaway. I 100% agree with you. Now, if that were to happen, yes, yes. What, where the lottery is in three weeks. So, thank you know, God. Yeah. Kind of weird. But did you see? I guess you saw um, they announced today the next year the league's going to have a regular schedule again. Yeah. Well, we, we knew that was coming. So we get a break. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I'm, I'm very excited about that. I mean, right <laughs> now, if we're looking at um, the NBA, uh, you know, you know, the, the way the draft could be set up right now, Orlando is set right now, like for the third pick. So, and they have the Bulls pick too. And they have the Bulls pick too. So where's, where, where is that? That's a little bit further down. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah, it, the Bulls get it. If it's in the top four, I think it's top four protected. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. God, what a, but they got Gooch. I'll do yeah. it any day of the week. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, so they do have a little bit more of a chance to get in there right now. Um, if, if they do get Kate Hunt Cunningham, I think, you know, that's something I didn't even think about Tim. God, you're always thinking a frame ahead. I love it. So I like what that. I do, Sean. What I know I that's what you do. Yeah. That's, that's, that's great. Okay. I like, I like the Orlando, uh, homecoming a little bit more if, if that were to happen. Yeah. Do you think if Penny took the magic job, they, they'd be like, Penny, now that you're in charge of the franchise, what is your first order of operations? Do you think he'd be like, we're going to retire number one? Yep. Yep. <laughs> they should Me and Tracy, for... that's it. I think, I think, I think they should both have it retired. Wouldn't that be I think, cool? I think, I think that would be the thing to do. Yeah. Cause the Broncos did that for um, 18. Cause there was someone before Peyton Manning that wore it. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think that's fine. And yeah. And I think the next order of business after that is to retire Nick Anderson's number. Mm-hmm. He's another one. I think he needs to have his, his number. Yeah. Done. I'm pretty sure 32 is unofficially retired. Like it's not hanging in the rafters, but no one wears it. Just put it in the rafters. Jesus. I know. Get with it. Come on. Yeah. They do like, they have the like Orlando magic, like ring of fame thing, like ring of honor thing, but they don't like retire these guys jerseys. I'm like, what are you guys? The Bengals? Oh, it's terrible. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. And, and, you know, someone like Dwight Howard needs to have his number in the rafters. Eventually I would say mm-hmm. maybe Jameer Nelson as well. Ronnie cycle. Yeah. Ronnie cycle. No, <laughs> no, maybe Miami for what he's done for their club scene down there. <laughs> but um, they just hang yeah. like a white, a plain white t-shirt in the air. Like yeah. it doesn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm totally totally for for Penny coming to Orlando if they if they land the number one pick. If not, I don't think you should go there. Yeah, I guess it's kind of be probably too late for them because now that Clifford's gone. Um, but I don't know, man. Uh, I think that if Memphis, I think he's going to do another year at Memphis, and if they end up being really good this year, which they very well could be, like their their roster is very fun for those who cover college basketball. Like Memphis is finally like putting something together. It looks like, um, so they very well could be awesome this year. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. So other news, and this is kind of a follow-up on, uh, the shot callers conversation we had this week. So LeBron has officially announced that he is going to be switching from 23 to six. And the thing that really kind of like takes me back on this, Sean is like a bunch of people who are like, Oh man, he's eliminated from the playoffs. He just has to make sure everyone's talking about it. And I'm like, this was announced like two years ago that this was yeah. going to happen. Yeah, because like, initially uh, uh, Anthony Davis is going to take 23, yeah. which isn't going to be the case anymore. He's going to keep number three. But right. All right. This, yeah, this yeah. is a this is a no whatever. Yeah. Like the fact that people are like, he just can't stand not being in the playoffs and has to have people talking about him. I'm like, well, you're talking about him first off. And also, that's really dumb that you really think that like. I feel like the, if anyone's pushing that information, it's the NBA right now because they're yeah. afraid that like, they're like, oh God, he's not going to be in the finals this year. What are we going to do? <laughs> like, they're the ones pushing that. I don't think it's LeBron himself. Yeah. Let's, let's, get, on the, let's get on the horn and just tell everybody I'm going to change my number because then everyone will be talking about me. Like, I just, I don't think he operates 
uh, in that caddy of a circumstance. Yeah, I think he. I don't think he's losing sleep over people being upset that he's switching his number. No, especially considering he has a movie coming out in a couple weeks. Yeah, yeah. Which did you see the trailer yesterday that came out? You know, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, so I'm. I'm a little, I've been been real busy at work, so. I liked it. Looks good. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Okay. We see okay. that opening night. Or are we gonna go that weekend? We will go. Um, we will go opening night if you want. I will go with you. All right. Maybe we'll do like the. Maybe now the theaters are opening back up. We can do like the Thursday night before opening night thing. You down? We could. We could absolutely. Because my wife is not gonna go. Sure. No, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my wife is totally okay with me going to see that with you too. I don't think she's gonna feel like she's missing out or anything. So. Yeah. But I think she, she was, I think I think she does kind of enjoy the original Space Jam though. So Yeah, I don't think my wife has seen it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I got to show that to her. Um but maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. <laughs> because maybe yeah. I should just have her listen to the Hoop I, Cinema episode. Here's the thing. Here's the thing what I've noticed about um I'm not too much more but slightly different different generation. When you show them something that was very special in your childhood and they've never seen it and don't understand why it's popular or have any reason behind it, they usually don't have a spectacular reaction about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you show them Empire Strikes Back and they're like, eh, that's, it was fine. You show them Ghostbusters and it's like, eh, that's okay. Yeah, I, I kind of get it. I don't know. So I don't think you're going to get a great response out of Space Jam. No, um, my no. buddy the other day was talking about he showed his kid a Goofy movie and his kid was like, this is really dumb. And I was like, I don't think you should have a son anymore. <laughs> Full disclosure, I have never seen a Goofy movie. Oh, so I feel like I, I it was like I said, it was slight. That was slightly. out. I think that was not was it 90. What? 97. Well, 97 yeah I was I was in the seventh grade I was I was too cool for a goofy movie at that point I was too cool that was the year Space Jam came out and I was too cool for Space Jam when it came out you know so I remember watching it and thinking the same thing so I feel like I was like right out of that age bracket I was getting close to high school so but so like when I wear my power line costume Halloween this year you'll be like I don't get it I exactly exactly we played the we played eye to eye from power line at my wedding I, I, I know, uh, uh, I think Sarah recognized it <laughs> or maybe, maybe it was Alex. I, I don't remember, but somebody recognized it. And I was like, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. All, I, all I remember seeing is your, your nephew dancing to Margaritaville big time. And you go and you going, this is his favorite song. And me going, no shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> legit man like legit my mom's got like a got a got an echo dot thing you know okay. the alexa so yeah. he'll like go to their house and be like alexa play margaritaville and he'll like do cartwheels <laughs> in the living room that's so weird i love it i know i'm like it's so weird cool with me yeah i like cool. it yeah. <laughs> jimmy <laughs> it's perfect Yep. All right, so let's talk about actually the postseason. Did we miss anything else I want to talk about? Um, no, I think no. You, I think you hit everything. Okay, postseason. Cool. Here we go. Yeah, the real the, stuff. The real stuff. All right, so I want to start with Phoenix and Denver because obviously, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, um, Phoenix is awesome. They're yeah, so they're fun. Great. They're so good. I don't even care if they beat the Lakers. I still love watching them play basketball. They are. Plus, they you're not great. you're not a big Nuggets fan either. Not really. So this just helps it better. But Devin Booker folks is the truth he is the truth he is a bad man do not get in his way like you remember john cena had that song bad bad man that is devin booker yeah Yeah. sure i get it yeah he's tremendous like we talked about deandre ayton earlier chris paul mikhail bridges it's like everything is cameron Payne is playing competitive solid playoff basketball right now people cameron Payne. don't rub it in they literally said when they traded him away that they did not think he was an NBA player. Yeah, because he wasn't at that time. He was not. I don't know what happened. I have no idea. I, I have no idea where he went between his time in Chicago and where he's at right now playing in the NBA playoffs for probably the best team. Um, so, yeah, let's not even talk about it. But 
Yeah, I just think um, you obviously can see with Denver, as good as Michael Porter Jr. has been, and he has been excellent, and as good as Nikola Jokic is, you can see that how much this Denver team really misses Jamal Murray right now for his, you know, 45-point game one night and the next night going one for 26 style of play. Yeah, but I feel like usually when when Jamal Murray wasn't hitting they had somebody else step up and it's nice to have the option of someone to be able to dump a bunch of points down every night. And Jamal Murray's a great shooter. I think he's a great NBA player. Um, it, it's a huge loss. And I, I feel like we really haven't been talking about it enough in terms of how big of a loss it is for the Nuggets. Um, you know, Jokic has had an unreal year. He's had an unreal couple of years, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad he won MVP. Um, well-deserved he's the guy um but yeah they uh, without him i this is a it's a team that doesn't have it definitely feels like a a a part of the heart of this team is just kind of gone yeah they're down a weapon yeah for sure yeah and it's like you're kind of looking at like different guys that take that role and i think it's just hard um you know i think aaron gordon's been tremendous since he went to denver and you can even see like first off he's letting jay crowder get in his head and as, have we not seen enough NBA basketball for however long Jake Crowder's been in the league to be like, you don't do that. And you know, you don't do that. What no, are you doing? You're, you're, because he will live rent free in your head forever. I mean, yeah. Forever. And that's what he does. That's what he does. So, um, and, and good for Jake Crowder too, by the mm-hmm. way. Good for Jake Crowder. I just always laugh at when Devin Booker had that 70 point game. Jay Crowder went on Devin Booker's Instagram and made fun of him. And now they're teammates. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a different time, you know, and that was that was one of those things. They lost the game, and you know, they were really celebrating the fact that he got he got that many points in a game. So, I understand people making fun of it. I did too. It was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I think that well, oh, this just, I think Phoenix probably, I think Denver gets a game. I think Jokic is just too good. Um. And as tremendous as Aiton has been, there's just going to be a night when Jokic just has one of those like 30, 12, and nine nights in a, in a playoff game, especially now the series is going back to Denver for a couple games at least. So, yeah, give me, give me Phoenix in, I'll say six. Phoenix in six, I'll take yeah. it as well. Okay. The other Western Conference semi-series, uh, which plays tonight, we are recording before – the Utah Jazz and the LA Clippers take the floor. Uh, the Jazz tonight are without Mike Conley, but I don't think it's going to matter because Donovan Mitchell is tremendous. He is spectacular. He is. And I'm not, I know he's always been really good, but man, the step he has taken, the fact that he's 6'1 and scores the way he does with like no issue. He goes to the rim at people with his size. He is not scared. He can score from the perimeter. He's really good. On, he's a really, really good on-ball defender. Um, this is going to be a series where, you know, Kawhi is probably going to have to guard him a lot in this, you know, the rest of the series. And while I think he can handle it, I just feel like if, you know, like if you see what Mitchell just was able to do in that game the other night, and then there's that oh. timeout right before the fourth quarter where he's mic'd up and he's like, guys, these guys played game seven two days ago. We can yeah. break them and have them get ready. They're going to be getting ready for game two. So yeah. let's go make it yeah. happen. It's like, yeah. I love that shit. Like, I want that dude on my team. Thing, Just, you know, another, uh, even with Kawhi, Donovan Mitchell's a fast player, too. Like, he is is very quick. Um, Even when you have someone like Kawhi guarding you, um, Donovan attacks so well. He knows exactly where to hit you. He can shoot the ball. He can pretty much do anything. Imagine (laughs) what that guy could do if he was five inches taller. I mean, he'd be the best player in basketball, you know, I mean, he's already one of the best players in basketball and and it showed what he's done. I mean, this is, I, and I've said this before, you know, going back to what we first talked about earlier in the show, like he doesn't get the credit he deserves for what they've done to this team. Like he, he's their guy. Like he's their guy. He, he may be the best small basketball player since Allen Iverson. Yeah, the common comparison is Dwayne Wade, and I get it. Um, certainly, as far as like the position and the style of play is very similar. And what I thought was you cool, know. 
What's that? I said even Dwayne Wade was bigger than him, though. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what I thought was cool, so Dwayne Wade's now, uh, I think, is minority owner of the Jazz. So he's part of the owner. He's part of an ownership group that owns the team now. Yeah. And the other night, he's at the game, and he's like courtside talking to Mitchell during the game, like coaching. I saw him that. Up. That was yeah. cool. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. I just wish the one thing I wish this jazz team like had was not Rudy Gobert. And I think they'd be really likable. Really? I do not like Rudy Gobert. Wow. What? What's going on? You got a lot of, a lot of hate brewing in you these days, Tim. <laughs> not really. I just think that he's kind of like annoying and he like <laughs> is obviously a terrific defender. I'm not taking away from his talents. But he acts like he's like, you know, the elite of the elite in centers. I'm like, buddy, you're not. Well, he got paid MB, like it. He got paid Anthony like Davis. it. You're not Jokic. Uh, he's more durable than Anthony Davis. I mean, you're more durable than Anthony Davis. It's, it's true. Yeah. And also, this was just one year that Anthony Davis was hurt and they had a short offseason. So we'll see him next year when he only plays 57 games, you know. Maybe we should do what the Nets do and fake injuries until the finals. Yeah. Um, and, and this is, this is a thing. And, and, and I don't know if you want to talk about Brooklyn at all, but kind of have to, we kind we kind of have to talk a little bit about Brooklyn, but if Brooklyn wins the title this year, which, and, they will. which is starting to look like they probably will. I don't think it looks like, I think it's, I think that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to win the title, um, totally phoning it in for the entire regular season. Um, Kyrie Irving took random days off this year. How many personal days did Kyrie? I, mean, I never even heard of that personal yeah, reasons, did, not playing games. When does the NBA get PTO? <laughs> they don't have it. It's like when Dennis Rodman asked for a vacation and they were like, um, I'm sorry, Dennis, your vacation is the off season. <laughs> so um, you, you see that. And, and as a fan of basketball, I mean, I, Brooklyn is, is, is a fairly new, I mean, they were once the New Jersey Nets, but they're a fairly new franchise in the sense that they've been in Brooklyn. I don't think there's a huge fan base at the moment. No, I think they still have to like give tickets away for people to go to their yeah, games. Yeah, I, I think I think Kevin Durant, uh, James Harden, and, and Kyrie Irving are a draw, obviously. You have fans of those players that are interested in this team that have jumped ship. Um, like one Tim Daniel with seven different LeBron jerseys in his closet. Mm-hmm. So there are those fans. Yeah, except for in 10 years and LeBron's not playing anymore, he still matters. It's true. <laughs> It's true. It's very true. Hey, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take that away. He might me. actually still be playing in ten years. Let's just. You know. <laughs> he might. He's he's superhuman. Um, if they end up winning, they don't have a whole lot of fans. Um, the general public, I feel like, is not really going to care. NBA ratings are down forty six percent this year, which is wow. Yeah. What gives a fan an incentive to watch regular season games if this entire year was taken off by the champs the champs none none um and that's a problem don't you think like a little bit anyway yeah it is because because i I don't know how you you have a player like Kyrie who can just take days off and then you have you know james harden who gets shipped forces himself on this team mid-season kevin durant leaves golden state but then again like does the legacy of Kevin Durant, you know, change more? I mean, he's got a complicated legacy, I feel like, right now. Yeah, well, I listened to Bill Simmons and Chuck Klosterman talk about this the other night day on their pod, and it was actually a really good conversation. You know, there's really nothing you can do about the Durant-Kyrie thing because they played out their contracts and they were free agents. So, like, sure. what are you supposed to do about that? You yeah. know, a team had money to do it, so they did it. Um, sure, like, I get it. But yeah, to your total point, as far as like James Harden just being an asshole until he gets traded, it's just kind of frustrating. And like, look, I know I root for LeBron. If you look at like, well, he jumps teams all the time. And I'm like, yeah, I get that. But like, he hasn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't say he jumps teams all the time either. Yeah. 
he didn't put on a fat suit to get traded. Like he didn't, he never did that. I'm sorry to break it to you. Um, but also I think that here's, this is going to be hot takey. All right. I'm going to, I've had a couple beers tonight. So if you like the NBA, you cannot root for the Brooklyn Nets to win the NBA title. You just can't. It's not good for basketball that they can just do whatever the hell they want and take time off and act like jerk face McGee's to get all these guys. And they get these bums who like come back and do all these dumb shit. And like, you know, like it's great for Steve Nash. I love that Steve Nash is a coach and he's really good at it. Yeah. Newsflash. He's a really good basketball mind works that way. But you know, like you said, like these guys literally like treated the regular season, like it was nothing. And when people are like all excited about like, did you see what the Nets did last night? Like, no, I didn't because they're brutal to watch. Um, I'm sorry that the 10,000 people who are going to be there when they win the title of Barclays Center this year uh, are going to be able to take home thousands of pieces of confetti because they're not going to be fighting people for it. And when the parade's going through Brooklyn and there's the 65 people on the side of the road excited. Um, and, and, and some of them are going to look at each other, I think, and they're going to be like, wait, a basketball team? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on out there? Oh what yeah. Is this? They won a title. Whoa, Kevin Durant's on that squad. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So like, and then for all the people who are like every time LeBron jumps a team, they're like, oh man, well, name five Lakers in the last five years. Like, name 10 New Jersey Nets players, New Jersey Brooklyn Nets players in the last 20 years. I don't even know if I can since like the Jason Kidd, Richard Jefferson, Kenya Martin era. I have to sit down and like be like. Really think about it for a while. You really, you really got to think about it. Oh know? my god! And, and Sean Kilpatrick is one of those names, doesn't it? Yes, yes, yes. He is. I knew it is. <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah, and it, it's uh, a it's a complicated team. Um, there's a complicated legacy of players on that team. All three of them, Kyrie, KD, and James Harden, are some of the most polarizing NBA players of all time. Yeah, that doesn't and, help. And that and that doesn't help the situation at all. Um, and and if you told you know even a casual NBA player from ten years back that Steve Nash is coaching this team, you know they may be like someone who's just kind of like fallen off from the NBA. Great would kind of be like, wow, this kind of seems like a fun team. And it's like, yeah, but you don't understand the circumstances right now. And um, and I'm not going to go and completely go in on what you said. You. Know, grand sense of things and i think it is i think what the brooklyn nets have done this year is going to have ramifications for the nba for the next couple of years um because the nba are really really trying to scrape by this year um last year was uh, the bubble was kind of a disaster in terms of um fan viewership things of that nature and now you know in the quick turnaround this year and injuries to players and lebron not being in the nba finals or not seeing a familiar face deep in the playoffs like a steph curry um everything hurts it's it's is really kind of a worst case scenario for the nba at this point um and i i don't know how you fix it except build a better team but you know when you're a team like the milwaukee bucks I don't know what more you can do. You added one of the best they're, defenders. Yeah, they're really good, and they're, they're still really, not good they're enough. really like like they're re- like the Bucks are really they're a really really good basketball team. They have one of the the top three. Yeah, and look, this isn't me knocking on super teams. Like it happens. I'm cool with it. Like guys should have the right to play where they want to play. Um, it's fine. But it's just those guys and their personalities and like, you know, Kevin Durant can't go on Twitter without getting in a fight with somebody like always, always he's he we've talked about this before, but like he can't he he does not take getting criticized well at all in any sort of social media situation. And, you know, I feel like when you're as big of a star as Kevin Durant, just take the high road. You don't have to respond to that. Just let it fuel you, you know, go out and play the game, go out and win a title. And Kevin Durant, if he ends up winning another title this year, it was the right choice for him to go to Brooklyn you yeah, know, like, for his career. Like I, I don't blame Kevin Durant. No, not at all. For doing this. I don't blame him. Like he's, he, he couldn't get it done in OKC. He went out to golden state. He was the two-time finals MVP. They win another title if he doesn't get injured. Like, I, 
I'm just going to go ahead and say it. They win Hell, another title. I think if Clay doesn't get injured, they might win another title. Exactly. 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 Like everything fell apart in one, one or two games with them. Um, and, and Kevin Durant ends up being the MVP again on that. And him going to Brooklyn because he got so much flack for going to Golden State, this big super team, one of the greatest teams ever assembled, going to Brooklyn to do his own thing, start his own thing with, with Kyrie Irving and a bunch of, you know, decent role players, Joe Harris. I mean, like they got, really good. they've got, they got some Bruce really, Brown, good, really good Bruce Brown. They got some really good value for their, their, their backup guys. And, um, and, and Blake Griffin, you know, I don't know what happened with him. I don't know who dunked him in the fountain of youth over the last week, but um, you look at that and this was the right choice for his career. And if he wins anytime you can go win an NBA title anywhere, it's the right move. It's the right move. It is the right move. It was the right move for him to move on from OKC years ago. So I, I don't blame him, but is it good for the league? No, this is a bunch of different things happening at once that are going to hurt the league. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's going to be, you know, because at this point, if a superstar or a great player requests a trade, you know, you can do the whole, like, we're not going to trade you all you want, but history has shown very much. That's not the case. Like that guy's getting traded. So like if Minnesota has another bad year and Carl Anthony Towns goes to Alex Rodriguez's office and says like, buddy, I got to go. He, they can play the, like, we're not going to trade you thing all you want, but eventually they're going to get tired of it and they're going to trade them. It's oh, as, as soon as soon as it hits, as soon as is someone as the media gets a hold of it, it's over with. He's gone. Yep. There's never been a player in the last 10 years that has leaked out that he wants to be traded that wasn't traded. Yeah. And and like eight times out of 10, they get traded where they want to get traded. Yeah, exactly. So like Davis to the Lakers was like set up Dwight, as- Dwight Howard to the Lakers. Yeah. You know. Um God, we can go down the list. James Harden. Um, yeah. You know, it's, 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 it just goes on and on and on. So, yeah. Yeah. Like if Carl Anthony Towns tomorrow is like, I want to be traded to the Bucks, chances are he's going to end up with the Bucks somehow. It's just how it goes now. Yeah. And look, I think we have a tendency to dehumanize people. I mean, these athletes and like, you know, you know, when we're like, they don't want to compete and they want to go do this, it's like, they want to play basketball with their buddies. Like, who cares? Yeah, and there's and there's nothing wrong with that. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's just the Nets are terrible people, and you should not root for them. <laughs> yep. All right. So Sixers, Hawks, one one right now. Joel Embiid's playing on a torn meniscus and still dominating. Clint a little, Capella, wor- little, little worried about him. Clint Capella talks a lot of shit for a guy who just got his ass kicked um, by Joel Embiid pretty bad. Yeah. And uh, Trey Young was tremendous in the first round. Give credit where credit's due. Um, but for the love of God, when the Sixers did that full court press on them, they had no idea what they were doing. How does an NBA team not know how to solve a full court press? I don't know. They still got the win in game one, but man, it was a lot closer than it should have been. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I'm worried about MB too. I do think the Sixers will win the series, but if Joel Embiid is not healthy, I could see a situation where Brooklyn is playing the Atlanta Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals, and that sounds terrible. No one's going to tune into that either. No one. No one. Like they may, they may just like sit everybody and let let Joe Harris go out there, <laughs> you yeah. know, and they'd probably still win. <laughs> yeah, when it's like Joe Harris, Blake Griffin, and like DeAndre Jordan out there, it's like, oh, this is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hate it. Everybody watch the NBA. <laughs> watch the Suns. They're at least good for basketball. Yes, yes. When Chris Paul asked for a trade to the Phoenix, it was because OKC said, hey, we're going to trade you. Where do you want to go? Yeah. And guess what? It's the best freaking thing that happened to his career. I agree. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. I think now that we are just kind of going through so much basketball in a 12 month span now. Um, let's see the bubble started in July. So yeah, we have been talking basketball games, competitive games for almost a full calendar year now. Yeah, we have. Yeah. And then 
Uh, I saw Summer League's going to happen this year, so that's exciting. Everyone's going to get five games in the Summer League. I Good. like it. It's I like, like it's like basketball life is coming back to the norms a little bit. And and we need a break from that so we can miss it a little. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you need to you need a break to miss it a little and I'm I'm actually looking forward to missing it a little. <laughs> Me too. So, Me too. Yeah. So thank you everyone for tuning in um to us being grumpy old men about what the nba is right now um but especially you yeah especially me <laughs> yeah on side notes listen to my baseball show <laughs> have a good night everyone <laughs>